You're listening to Modern Mystic Soul, a podcast dedicated to helping starseeds like you go from awakened to activated. My name is Therese Tucker. I'm an intuitive artist, psychic medium, teacher of intuition, and author of Confidence is Magic. And I'm sitting down to talk with you about the ascension process, the spiritual growth lessons I've learned, and how to move into a more aligned frequency so you can fully experience your destiny. this incredible time period my team is telling me is called the choice. And so I wanted to take an opportunity to explore this topic deeply with you to try and understand what this period of time is about, its significance, and how we can move through it. Because truly, the choices we make moving forward will create an absolutely different life and a whole new earth. I hope you enjoy this series. Welcome back to the Modern Mystic Soul Podcast and happy 2022. I'm so excited to bring you the third part of my mini series, The Choice. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the transitioning to fourth density. So let's start by talking about understanding fourth density consciousness. And it is really hard to say fourth density quickly. (laughs) At least it is for me. Okay, fourth density is directly related to our fourth chakra, the heart chakra. As we move to fourth density, we are receiving more light. And another word for light is wisdom. This naturally increases our consciousness and our conscious awareness. You know, I believe that in December, December 21st of 2012, the Mayan calendar was not referencing the end of the world, in my opinion, or humanity moving into fourth density, but rather it was a marker that the planet, planet Earth herself, had fully transitioned into fourth density. This makes sense because in order for the earth to support life that vibrates at a fourth density level, she herself would have to at least be fully resonating at fourth density or higher. So from that date, December 21st, 2012, from that date on, she's been able to fully support all forms of life that resonate up to the fourth density. The Earth herself is actually on a journey right now to become a fifth density planet. And as she goes through her own processes, she will be able to help us anchor in those higher consciousness frequencies. So let's talk about what a fourth density consciousness looks like. The fourth density is often referred to as the density of love, as it teaches all the lessons that love has to offer. In the law of one terms, love is the recognition of oneness. When you are experiencing a fourth density positive consciousness, you are highly aware that all that is around you is deeply connected to you. So you become more committed to the best interests of others because you observe that they are you too. The love that you have for yourself becomes love for all that life 
flows through. You realize that separation is an illusion and life everywhere takes on more preciousness. Fourth density is the epitome of the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have done to you. Up next, I want to chat about the heart chakra and its functions as related to fourth density. Be right back. Welcome back. Let's talk about the heart chakra and its functions. The heart chakra itself is what's known as a transition point. In the body, the lower three chakras, the root, sacral, and solar plexus, represent our energetic attachment and experience of the physical world. The upper three chakras, the throat, third eye, and crown, represent our energetic attachment and experience of the non-physical worlds, while the heart acts as a gateway that allows us to transition between the two realms. My team often refers to the heart chakra as a train station. It's not a solid state, but more of a go-between. In fact, of all the densities of experience, fourth is a very transient state. It's connected to the astral plane, which also connects the physical to the non-physical world. So it's more of a state of being rather than a literal physical plane. And the heart chakra is crucial. This brings our inner and outer world together, helping us navigate them both. The heart is your compass, always pointing in the direction of your destiny and allowing you to follow the divine blueprint you set for yourself before your soul incarnated on this plane. As it states in the Law of One, you cannot access the upper three chakras without an open heart, so we all must learn the lessons of love to gain access to even higher levels of consciousness. Here's a fun fact. In the Law of One, it is stated that Jesus was a fourth density starseed who had come to the third density to help humanity learn the teachings of love of the fourth density so that they could have the awareness of an ascension cycle that was available to humanity during that window. Unfortunately, most of humanity missed that window, which extended the time of third density on the planet. Up next, let's talk about what a fourth density world would look like. So stay tuned. Do you want to join the next Spirit Circle? Spirit Circles are virtual gatherings I hold every new moon and full moon, where I'll take you deep into the cosmic codes to receive the messages on how to work in alignment with source energy. The first 60 minutes include energy attunements, journaling, masterminds, guided visualizations, and more. Each spirit circle includes a 30-minute psychic Q&A session with me to get answers from your guides and spirit team. Every session is recorded and it's yours to keep to use again and again. If you want to join me for the upcoming spirit circle, please go to blithestarlight.com forward slash spirit dash circles. I hope to see you there. Welcome back. So let's imagine together what a fourth density world would look like. 
Some of what I'd like to share is based off the works of Dolores Cannon and also of the Law of One, and some of it comes from tuning into my own heart and feeling what the fourth density plane has to offer for us. The fourth density is correlated with the Christ consciousness. We know that fourth density is enlightening to our consciousness as we remember or come back together that we are actually one. That means whatever makes us unique or different is really of no concern to us. It doesn't mean that you lose your energetic signature, which is where your uniqueness comes from. It simply means that it is fully integrated within the collective. It's a facet on the face of a much bigger crystal, rather than being seen as its own separate crystal, which is how we experience third density. Instead of trying to niche each other into boxes and labeling everything from race to eye color to sexual orientation to belief systems and beyond, we are focused on humanity as a whole. And we see humanity has a lot of faces, but it is one collective. We have no desire to change each other. Rather, we simply integrate and hold each other as we would ourselves. According to the law of one, language is used less and less frequently in fourth density until we may actually speak no words at all or use words quite rarely. So why is that? Can you guess? It's because the more in tune with our hearts and the hearts of others we become, the stronger and stronger our telepathy becomes. Once you have strong telepathy, using words kind of becomes the equivalent of using a dial-up modem. It's uh, pretty slow and not very adequate. That's because when we're using our telepathy, we're sending so much more than words. We're actually sending an entire packet of experience. Imagine being able to send someone so much information and a thought that it's like you're actually transporting them into an experience. You send emotions, visual images, sensations, words, even smells. As fun as that might sound. <laughs> you can hit all the senses at the same time so that the other person has a complete understanding of your experience. Now I know that we're in this early fourth density and that what that means is like we're on that transition point. Some people are kind of in fourth density, some aren't quite yet. So we're at the like very beginning stages of this fourth density. And you might not be experiencing telepathy like that at this time. And here's the reason why, because each density can take hundreds of years to fully experience, depending on how progressive we are as a collective. In the law of one, it stated that fourth density can take between 100 to 700 years or more to fully experience. So be patient with the telepathy. We're heading in that direction, though. Also, as we move deeper into a full fourth density, the physical body begins to change as well. Back in 2014, my team shared with me that we are moving from a carbon life form to a crystalline plasma life form. At the time, I was like, uh, what? I did not understand what they meant. Over the years, I've come to learn that plasma holds a higher electrical charge and more photonic or light particle energy. 
it means that we become beings of highly condensed light. And we start to look more like what we think of as angels or ascended masters. Dense beings of light whose bodies are physically lighter and become more capable of phase shifting from solid to transparent, just as Jesus and Buddha have experienced. So we have a, we've been currently undergoing this process inside ourselves over time. So it's already happening. It's happening now. I talk about it a lot um, on like karma cards. I'll bring it up um, on different points in time. I've talked about it. If you're familiar with the Schumann resonance, which represents the heartbeat of the earth, it's the measurement of the earth's heartbeat, then you're aware of an increasing solar energy that's affecting the planet earth and it's affecting us as well. And you can start to understand that this, this is how we're changing at a cellular level. Little by little, you are taking on more light. So to sum it up, fourth density will feel like a sort of heaven after the harsher experiences of third density. We will become more appreciative, compassionate, and understanding of all life. And during this time, we move into a state that seems almost like pure magic compared to the heavy earthboundedness of third density. Sounds pretty good, right? I mean, like, can we go there now? Can we go there now? Because I'd like to go now. <laughs> soon. We'll go there soon. But we still have some work to do. So up next, let's talk about our big work, which is healing third density. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Let's talk about healing third density. So how do we achieve this amazing fourth density consciousness? The answer is both simple and complex. We have to heal ourselves from the third density experience, specifically heal the distortion of separation we went through to help us make our big choice. Now, third density has a gift. It's the gift of autonomy, allowing us to know that the big choice we make is truly our own. And that is a beautiful awareness and what makes going through third density so necessary. We don't need to be frustrated that we had to experience this level of consciousness because it's vital to moving forward for, from a place of free will. However, third density is the most difficult of the densities because of the very illusion of separation. It can be an easy trap to fall into even for the ad most advanced soul who comes to the third density. So you can be a, an, a higher vibratory being who has stepped through to come to third density, let's say to help planet Earth, and completely fall into the trap of the third density illusion, which is, again, separation. The idea of reincarnation is most definitely connected to third density because once a soul is on the other side of the veil again, they often find out that they indeed fell into the third density trap and wish to try again to transcend this illusion. So, how do we heal from the third density experience? The key word is unification, also commonly, re commonly referred to as integration. 
we need to find all our fragments and reunite them with what we already accept about ourselves. So if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you, re- you might remember the episode titled Inherent Worth, where I mentioned the mirror metaphor. And if you haven't, here's a recap. So imagine that when you were born, you were like a smooth, flawless, sparkling mirror. When events happened in your life that invalidated your being or dismissed your feelings or caused trauma and pain, the mirror would crack. Enough cracks in this mirror would cause pieces to fall out. And that, my friend, is what is fragmentation. By the way, I wouldn't take it too hard about fragmenting because I'm pretty sure no one makes it through this world without fragmenting or at least experiencing some cracks. In fact, in most indigenous cultures, the shamans of those groups would perform soul retrievals. This is where a shaman travels into the non-physical world to help find soul fragments of a person that were lost either in this lifetime or another. In fact, I believe fragmentation is one of the reasons why souls experience reincarnation. Imagine that the ticket back home requires all parts of you to be present to use it. Well, if you fragment your soul in a lifetime and do not manage to collect all of the pieces before you pass over, guess what? You're going to have to go back and find those pieces, right? You can identify if you're experimenting fragmentation with how you interpret your worth. If you rely on anything outside of yourself just to feel worthy, then I believe this is proof of fragmentation because that belief comes from a lack of feeling whole. To heal the third density experience, we must learn how to integrate all of our parts together and create a unified field from within so we can use that ticket. This may sound like a daunting task, but every journey has a start point and every start point starts with a single step. And the first step of integration is about having a desire to see. It starts with a realization that there are parts of you that you deny yourself, maybe because feeling or acknowledging these parts hurts too much or maybe because you were told you lack certain parts and so you went on believing that you are simply not fill in the blank whatever with whatever you believe you lack. Many people are surprised to realize that they reject really amazing aspects of themselves. That's right. They reject amazing aspects of themselves simply because they hold a belief that that aspect does not exist in them. I run into this all the time with intuition. Many people still believe they simply don't have intuition. And I'd like to state that that is just not true. (laughs) You, You do. You need intuition as a part of your navigation system for being here on earth. You wouldn't be able to survive without intuition, which, you know, a lot of times people experience as a basic instinct, right? So not having intuition would be like having a car without a steering wheel. It's just not possible. So why don't these people just tap into their intuition? Well, that's kind of the equivalent of having a steering wheel in the car, 
but covering up and pretending it's not there and then over time forgetting it exists altogether. If you are ready to start healing from your third density experience, then start by acknowledging the stories you tell about yourself to yourself. If you're having a hard time recognizing these stories, start with a few questions. All right, so here are two questions to help you start to see your own stories. Question number one, what is something you really, really desire for your life? Okay, once you answer that, question number two, why don't you have it yet? The more thoroughly you answer these questions, the more data you will have about your current self-belief system. It may be hard to accept at first that what you believe to be true about yourself is merely a story you are telling yourself. And that just shows how powerful beliefs are. Once you have the understanding of what you believe about yourself, you can start practicing accepting fully what you believe while simultaneously allowing the thought that you also already have the qualities you believe you lack. From here, you can start embracing the parts of you that you've rejected because of negative feedback like shame and fear, maybe your dishonesty or your jealousy and things like that. This is the start of the total acceptance of yourself and all of the fragments of you. The path of healing is the path of unconditional love for yourself which becomes the unconditional love for others because you can only truly give others what you're willing to give yourself. As you unify your inner world, you will be able to create unity in the outer world. And since you and the world are one, healing yourself is healing the world. Up next, I have some exercises for you from the law of one about how to open up more of your fourth density consciousness. So stay tuned. Welcome back. Okay, as I promised before, here are three exercises from directly from the law of one for opening up the heart chakra. And this is known as acting the green ray of fourth density. So in order to experience fourth density consciousness, it's so hard to say fourth density. And yet I said it there just fine. Okay. So in order to activate that level of consciousness, our heart chakra needs to be open. And here's the interesting thing about the heart chakra is that we can actually survive without a ho- an open heart chakra, right? As long as the first two for specifically the root chakra has to be open. That's like our survival basic needs. Y- you got to have a, an open root chakra in order to be able to function on the planet and then the sacral and solar plexus these two can either be closed lit up half open half closed whatever those three you most people can go their entire lives only in the lower three chakras and never light the rest of them up but if you want to experience higher levels of consciousness it starts with opening the heart chakra which allows you to start experiencing your fourth density consciousness and moves you into the fourth density the longer you hold that level of consciousness. So here are some exercises. The first exercise is the recognition 
that love is present in every single moment. Every single moment love is present. So the exercise is to ask, when especially, and this is very, very good when you're in a difficult moment, ask the question, where is the love in this moment? Where is the love in this moment? Also, you can ask, what is the most loving response I can give in this moment? Or, what is the most loving thing you can do for yourself here? And what is the most loving thing you can do for another in this moment? So we're focusing on the fact that love is present in every single moment. Many of the times when you ask, where's the love in this moment? It might be you. You might be the love in that moment, right? Especially difficult moments or a moment that feels devoid of love. If you look for it, you might recognize that in that moment, you're the love, which means you have the power to activate love. Um, This has been a really powerful question for me personally. When I acknowledge that there is love in this moment, it's like you open your eyes, especially in difficult moments when you're like, this sucks, I hate (laughs) what I'm experiencing right now, or um, nothing good is happening. When you ask that question, it literally feels like you're opening your eyes. Okay, exercise number two. If everything is the universe and the universe is one being, then how do I see the infinite creator in everything? And really, this is a contemplation point where you're just noticing, do I, do I see the infinite creator? If, if everything is one, then everything's the infinite creator. And you know, this is very similar to practices in A Course in Miracles where it's God is everywhere. So it's the same concept that we're acknowledging that God is everywhere. In fact, right now, as I'm recording this podcast, um, one of my kitties, my white kitty named Iris, um, aka Floofster, she's been meowing and like, I asked everyone in the house to be quiet so I could record my podcast. And the minute I started recording, she was just like, meow, 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 meow. And there was a part of me that wanted to be frustrated, right? Because I just wanted quiet. And then I actually thought about these exercises that I'm talking to you about right now. If if God is everywhere, if the creator and the universe is in everything, then this is God talking to me right now. So it started to like, and now, by the way, she's sitting right next to me, purring up a storm. I don't know if you guys can hear her. Um, but I was like, wow, God really wants to be a part <laughs> of my podcast right now. So it just, it's, it shifts your focus. It opens your heart. You, it allows you to lean in even more to maybe what you've been resisting when you recognize that, that every force that's happening right now is the universe. It's God responding to you. So beautiful. All right. The last exercise is to gaze within a mirror and see the creator and then gaze at the world and see the creator. So what we're doing here is we're acknowledging oneness. We're practicing. We're practicing that integration, the understanding that everything we're seeing is the universe, is God, is source. 
And then we're making sure we're including us and we're including the world. And these are just a couple of ways you can practice being in your fourth density consciousness. Thank you so much for joining me. I truly hope you've enjoyed this little podcast mini series. My work moving forward will definitely be focusing more and more on helping people heal from third density so that we may fully activate fourth density and beyond. And if you'd like to stay in touch, be sure to visit my website, blithestarlight.com and sign up to my mailing list so that I can keep you posted and share new opportunities with you. By the way, is there a certain topic that you'd like to hear me talk about? I would love your feedback. And there is so much magic in the universe I'd love to discuss. So send me a message at hello at blithestarlight.com. Or if you're listening on Anchor, you can literally send me a voice message, which is super cool. I love getting them. Thank you to those of you who've sent me the voice messages. I listen to every one of them. And guess what? You're amazing. (laughs) I look forward to seeing you in the next podcast, hopefully sooner rather than later. Thank you for joining me. You can now find Blythe Starlight on Patreon, where you can join me on the journey of creating more tools for helping people go from awakened in their intuition to activated. Be sure to visit me at blithestarlight.com and subscribe. That way you'll never miss an episode of the Modern Mystic Soul podcast, which can also be found on Spotify, iTunes, and all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest as Blythe Starlight. And don't forget to grab your copy of my book, Confidence is Magic, on Amazon today. Until next time, stay magical.